Hello, everyone. We are the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle in Menden, Louisiana. And we're just happy that you joined with us again today for another discussion on the Word of God. In past sessions, we have talked about what defines the church. And in our last session, we were dealing with the judgment that fell upon the Jewish people for the rejection of the Messiah and missing their day of visitation. And I wanted to make it clear that we do not believe that the Jewish people are Christ's killers. In fact, the Romans and Gentiles had as much to do with crucifying Christ as what the Jews Absolutely. did. And so, but it was that Jesus willingly and purposely died for the sins of the That's world, right. specifically um, and personally for our sins. Mm -hmm. And to do this, he would come in such a way that would blind the eyes of his own people for the sake of salvation in order to become the slain lamb on the behalf of sin. The scripture says it this way, Paul in 1 Corinthians says, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So we believe the Jews are God's people. Amen. Right. But because of how he came as a suffering prince, instead of a reigning king that they had hoped for, in that hour of very gross, terrible darkness, they mistakenly crucified their Messiah. Yes, sir. And so this is an exact parallel to um, what happened with Joseph and his brethren. Joseph was loved of his father, hated and betrayed by his brethren, sold for silver down into Egypt. And on the way to the throne, he's thrown into prison and from there exalted to the right hand of Pharaoh. And yet he says, but don't be angry at yourselves. This was done to preserve life. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, we realize that even the rejection of Christ was so that the Gentiles could come in. And so that they could, God would call out of them a people. So why is it that the people of God, except for an elect few, were swept away into 2,000 years of great tribulation and persecution upon the people. Is there a repeat of this, do you think? You know, a lot of, a lot of people question why, you know, Christ died 2,000 years ago. Why are we still here? What's happened? Has he just forgotten about us? Or, and what many doesn't realize is the Holy Spirit indicated, as Jesus said, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he'll lead you and guide you into all truth and show you things to come, that there was more truth going to come. And we find even in the book of Revelations that it opened up the plan of redemption, God's future work to the Gentile people. And so what's obscure to many is actually very detailed in the prophetic book of the book of Revelation. So while uh, the Jews were scattered throughout the known world for 2,000 years, God was now going to bring a gospel to the Gentile people for the first time around the world. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's an incredible prophecies that are attached to this. But God 
the, the Bible said, has God, you know, forsaken his people or, or is, you know, is this done? Uh, the Bible says, God forbid, yeah. but God will bring Israel back mm-hmm. to a restoration. Mm-hmm. He's not done with her. He's Amen. just injected the work of grace to the Gentile people and he will return. It's very important to remember that their blinding was for our sake. Amen. The, the reason that they went through that is so that we could have an opportunity at the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, but even you talking about them being swept away in, in, in the siege of Titus, those things weren't done without warning, without opportunity to repent. You know, there, was, there was warning in the scripture that told them when you see these things coming to pass, if you're on the rooftop, you know, come, don't come back down and pray that you don't have to flee in the winter or on, on the Sabbath day. And we're in a time where there's been warnings given to the, to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's not that God's going to come back and strike judgment and people are going to be able to say, well, you didn't give us opportunity. There's, there's plenty of warning and plenty of opportunity once again. Yeah. Also, it's, a, it's amazing to me that how, the, how they were blinded when Jesus came and done undeniable things that you could not attribute to a man. You couldn't attribute to any, no man could do what he'd done. And miracles and signs, you know, like the blind man that was healed, he created eyeballs, you know, and they was questioning him about it. And he said, well, this is a marvelous thing. Never since before the world was formed Amen. has a man been given his sight and been given eyes. Amen. And yet you don't know who he is. Yeah. But then you flip-flop it, and now here we're coming back where it's changing back over, and there's also another blinding that's taking place. Mm-hmm. And people are not realizing when they see the same signs of the Messiah, and they're calling it a devil, or they're calling it, you know, a cursed thing, and it's really God again. Amen. They have eyes and cannot see, and ears and cannot hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it just shows that we're here in that um, last age of Laodicea, where that they're blind, wretched, miserable, poor, yeah, exactly. and don't know it. Yeah. And it's a horrible condition uh, because it was in a condition just like that that Israel would reject their Messiah. Hmm. So you will find that among the Gentiles, the Bible prophesies a time that Christ will be put outside his own church. Yeah. He's standing on the outside oh, the goodness. door knocking. And so there is another rejection of Christ going on this time by the Gentile people. Incredible. But yet in the midst of that, there's an elect saved, just as it was with right. the Jews. Amen. Well, even in the day of Titus, and I know we spoke of it last time, you know, the Christians weren't called inside the city. You know, they, yeah. they, they heeded the warning, you know, and you're talking about the rejection that's going on. The sad thing is that a lot of the rejection is actually amongst people who claim to be worshipers. A lot of the rejection is amongst people who claim even Christianity. And you go back to Titus, and, and, and Josephus says that 1.1 million died in Jerusalem, which was actually a much larger number than the actual population of Jerusalem. And the reason it was so many is that worshipers who had not heeded what Jesus said yes. came to the city Incredible. to worship for the Passover and got trapped inside the city. But here they are denying the warning that they had been given. But they were worshipers. And that's what caused the great slaughter. So we're seeing a real phenomenon in our day because uh, actually Israel is uh, once against the nation that the Jewish people are back in their homeland. And so it's a phenomenon that hasn't been seen in these past 2,000 years. 
showing that we are yet at the setting of the closing of the Gentile Amen. dispensation because um, Israel is now gathered back and getting ready for to receive their Messiah. Yes. So what kind of people ought we to be in this hour? Amen. Jesus said, when you see the fig tree put forth its figs, you know summer is nigh. Likewise, when you see these prophecies take place, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Yeah. And it's indicating that, that Israel becoming a nation after 2,000 years, it is indicating the coming of the Lord. You know, I would like to just share that scripture. It's Matthew 24, 33. So likewise, when you see all these things, um, know that it is near even at the door. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. And many people look at that and say, well, there's 40 years of generation and, oh, 19, uh, was it 1948, May the 14th, that uh, Israel becomes a nation. And so now, you know, it looks like things just are continuing on as they always was. And maybe we're just getting alarmed about nothing. But I want you to remember and look at it this way. It's not when the United Nations recognizes them are not when, even yeah. when they form a government. But when God recognizes Israel as a nation is when God reveals himself to them as a Messiah. And it'll be that generation that will not pass away till all things be fulfilled. Amen. So, you know, we are in a, in a great hour and a great time, you know, right on the cusp of hundreds of scriptures being fulfilled. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Titus uh, coming in and ringing down the curtain on the Jewish dispensation as it's moving now to the Gentiles. Paul comes right in behind, opens the door of faith to the Gentiles. In, in several places in the book of Acts, Paul said, Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. Right. And God begins a work among the Gentile people, bringing the gospel for the first time an opportunity uh, to know God and to know salvation. And what a glorious thing. Uh, Titus was a type of the end time uh, tribulation period as he brought the judgment on the end of the Jewish nation. There will be a judgment on the end of the Gentile dispensation. Mm -hmm. And this is called the great tribulation period. And um, a lot of people understand it as the great uh, tribulation period, but we understand that, that there is to be a rapture that goes before that time. Yeah. And there's some that have the conception that at the rapture, planes will fall out of the sky and cars will be left abandoned at stoplights and it'll be mass chaos and people will be screaming and realize, dear God, we miss the rapture. We miss the rapture. But according to the scriptures, that really won't be the picture. And the reason that that won't be the picture, one is because Jesus said he'll come as a thief in the thief. night. Yeah, that's right. right. And that it'll almost be unrecognized and unknown. Right. Number two, it's not all the church, as we would call it church, that goes in the rapture. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. But there's actually more to it. Uh, in the rapture of uh, there's one group that does go in the rapture mm -hmm. that's called the church mm -hmm. and there's another group that's called the church that goes through the tribulation period 
So actually in the end time, there's really two comings of the Lord. If we would take it, you know, his comings is always in threes. He came first to redeem his his bride or his church, and then he comes back for his church, and then he comes back with his church. So now with Israel, one thing that made the real blinding of Israel was is they were they were looking for the wrong coming. Yeah, right. Okay, so they were looking for him to come as king, but they did not understand he had to fulfill Isaiah 53 and come as a suffering prince to become wounded for our transgressions and pay the penalty of sin. And he had to do that first before the kingdom would be restored to Israel and and the great uh, kingdom of head, ahead. So, you know, uh, they were looking for the wrong coming. And even there, they wanted to make Christ the king. Yeah. As you remember, there were several incidences where they yes. tried to take him by force yes. and make him a king. They wanted a Messiah, drive the Romans back, and let the Israel um, be uh, the predominant nation in the world and all of the dreams that the Jewish people had because they were looking for the wrong coming. Yes. And I think today that people are looking for the wrong coming. They're confusing the two of where he's coming, right. where he's coming um, back for his bride and the one where he comes back with yes. the saints right. to take over the earth. And so it all happens here in this end time period. Yes, sir. But but there is one where ever I will see him and yeah. every tongue will confess. Right. Yes. And that's when he comes back with yeah. his saints. Yeah. Yes, And that's this correct. will fulfill uh, Zechariah's prophecies in Zechariah 12 and 14, which, uh, which uh, shows him that the Lord thy God will come and all his saints with him. This fulfills Revelation 1 and 7 that... Um, uh, ever I shall see him, and they that pierced him, which is the Jews, will see him. And so um, uh, this is when he will come back with the saints uh, after the marriage supper of the Lamb and, and with the, for the great battle of Armageddon. Yes. So people are looking for the wrong coming. That's why they're expecting, you know, uh, plane wrecks and, and, and crashes and everything come to a stop. Because honestly, on that day, at the great battle of Armageddon, everything will come to a stop as the earth burns. Yes, yeah. that's right. Amen. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that he said, as a thief. Yes. You know, a thief doesn't come to your house, throw a brick through the window and say, I'm here to rob you. He comes into your home, and before you know it, he's taking things that you've got. And you didn't even realize you might have been asleep, whatever. You get up the next morning, you realize yes, stuff's not there. It's gone. Right. I've been robbed. Yeah, right. You know, and that's the way the rapture is going to take place. It's going to be gone, happened and done before people realize, you know, something's happened. That's right. So this is, the rapture is not a time where that everybody's going to see him on a cloud and, and uh, you know, everybody will be breaking through the roofs and, and going up in the air as pictured by a lot of people, this mental thought that many people have of, of, um, of, of a mass exodus of people. Um, it's going to be a secret coming mm. of Christ. Yes, which mm. means that the people are going to be into the tribulation before they even realize what's going on. That's right. They'll, they'll say, I thought yes. he was going to come. I thought first. he was going to come, and they're going to be in the middle of the great tribulation. Right. Uh, a couple... Uh, times ago that we, we gathered together to, to our discussions, 
We covered Matthew 24 when he asked three questions. When shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? And we had covered that in Matthew 24 that Jesus covers uh, many things that would happen in that day, in the judgment of that day, and then also speaking of the last days. And then people can mix those prophecies Mm -hmm. together and kind of get it muddled up or confused. But it was in Matthew 24 that that Jesus gives a rundown um, of the sign of His coming, the end of the world, and so forth. But at the close of those comments, He begins to repeat Himself that no man knows the day or the hour, but only the Father, not even the angels of heaven. And then He says, there will be two in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two in the bed, one will be taken and one will be left. Then He says, watch therefore. For you know not the hour that the, that your yeah. Lord doth come. So he begins in several places in Matthew 24. He begins to just lay out, watch, watch. And he begins to emphasize and stress, watch. Yeah. Because it would be something that would be missed. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that's in Matthew 24. Matthew 25, he goes directly into a parable of the coming of the Lord. Amen. And he speaks of ten virgins. Right. And he speaks of... Two groups here, two right. classes of people. Both right. are called virgins. Yeah. Five are wise and five are foolish. And five make it in and five are left outside. Yeah. Brother Craig, this is wonderful. And I think, um, you know, as we wrap up this session today, that this will be a very good topic for us to come back to on our next session. And we'll be able to talk about um, the foolish and the and the wise virgins, and also this part about no man knoweth the day or the hour. I think there's some very exciting things that we can talk about. So God bless you today as we wrap up this session of um, this discussion today. We are glad that you joined with us and look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless. Thank you for joining with the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. For more information on what you have heard today, please visit us at eveninglight.net. May God bless you.